we're back again um, with the boys, Temperamental Gooners. How are we doing, lads? Doing well. Merry, Merry Christmas, everyone. Yeah, Merry Christmas uh, and happy anniversary, boys. I believe, you know, whether it be this time last year or this week or the week before, I think we did our first episode. So it's uh, it's nice to come back uh, uh, and uh, talk about some other wins uh, a year on. So, yeah, good, good. Yeah, a year later, ill again. Only two <laughs> weeks since I was last ill, but here we are again. Don't worry, listeners, not COVID, just a <laughs> bit of flu, I hope. Um, but yeah, it's been, it's, it, feel, it feels like a while again, but that's just because of the Christmas period. And, you know, games are coming thick and fast and lucky for Arsenal. We, we haven't had any postponed, which has really played to our benefit. Um, yeah, definitely. I think so as well. Definitely. I think so as well. That. Yeah, strong, strong, strong squad, boys. I love it, Amari, how you're saying apparently, because that is, that is true. But yeah, we it's been good that we've been able to, I think, play through these uh, games that, um, whilst others have been postponed. And yeah, it just and yesterday just shows, you know, good, good strength and depth. So. I'm happy that we've been playing through it. I just hope that we can keep it on now. Uh, on to Norwich. Over the can, I, can I interject quickly, lads? Because I've got a very special who's it going to be for you. For you. Okay. Oh, uh, okay. Sitting, I'm, sitting. I'm giving it a little down try. Down. I'm trying something a little different for Christmas time. See if you like it. You can maybe, you know, might roll it forward every now and then. But all right. Who's it going to be? I normally say you know how it works. But this time you don't know how it works because it's different. <laughs> all right. So today, right. what I'm going to do is, it's a little, guess the goal and guess the player. A um, little bit of commentary from our guy, Martin Tyler. And I want you, and it's still about a game that's occurred in the, like a, a team that we've played in this last week. Okay. Should help yeah. you work out ex- who it's against, is when it was. Anyway. Okay. So let me know if you can't hear this properly as well. Because that would be sad. But it's quite loud, so. All right. Who's it going to be? Do you you know what? All I hear is extra time, but it seems like Toes has got it. And if Toes has got it, then a lot of our listeners have got it. So... Could you hear that properly? I could hear. I could hear it just. All I needed to hear was one word Martin Martin Tyler said, and that took me back way back to a day. So I'm not going to say anything. I, I think I'm quite confident. Let me try and let me try and see if I can make it a little bit clearer. Just to, let me let me let me try and replay that a little bit. Otherwise, loop, no loop, worries. Loop it in. Loop it in. Let's do this. Let's see, let me know. Yeah. <laughs> Electrify, electrify. <laughs> it's it's a shame. It's a bit up and down, but don't don't worry, Omari. I, I've 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 got it for you. It, so I needed this, one. I needed one word in that, and then I've already yeah. I've got it. So I think that's what makes it more difficult, though. So it's a challenge. 
So yeah, let's see who who gets that, listeners. Yeah. One, the, one the goal and the and the player. There we go. Goal and player. All right. Goal, so goal against and the player. Is that what we're looking for? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good. And and that's going to be introduced in part three. But yeah, I think we're just going to really follow follow on from yesterday's um, fixture. It's a big one. It's a big one in Arsenal world, anyway. It must be in the <laughs> cup. So, should boys, should we start off with the uh, lineup? Just quickly, just vote through the lineup and just let me know what you think. Yeah, so, I, I believe Leno uh, returned back and goal. Then we have Cedric, Ben White. I think Holding is captain. Tavares, El Neni, Odegaard, my favourite favourite player in the world, Pepe. Smithrow, big man Balogun, and Eddie Nketiah. So Amari, start start me off with um, start me off with that lineup. Is that everything that you expected from the team? Was there any surprises in there? Um, it was strong. Um, I was glad to see Balogun get a start. Um, and we didn't really have the option to rest White or or like Erdegaard as well because. Mari, Mari's not fit, Chambers isn't fit, they both got COVID and I think Lakonga and Maitland-Niles all had COVID as well. So I think Arteta did what he could do with, with what he had available. Um, yeah. Uh, and and, and Toes, I, I didn't really go through the bench, um, but there was a, it seemed like a strong bench as well, but there was a certain someone on that bench player that I'm sure our, our fan base is aware of. Uh, a young player, um, Charlie Patino. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's been a lot of uh, talk about Charlie Patino, and we <clears throat> we've been thinking that in the two previous rounds we were going to see him certainly against AFC Wimbledon, and I think the fan base were a bit disappointed they didn't get to see him. So uh, happy to see him on the bench, and obviously very happy to see him come in and score uh, and make an impact and what a debut. So yeah, that was. That was great stuff. And just to echo uh, Omari's thoughts on the starting lineup, yeah, um, I w- I didn't initially know what had happened to Maitland Niles, but obviously, you know, saying that he's got COVID, I don't think Arteta could do anything else really. I think for me, the surprise maybe was Odegaard starting, but it seems as if that's all he could do. And yeah, we he came he came through it unscathed, so all good, all good. Do you know? Do you know? I was surprised to see Balogun. It's just because I, I know it's a League Cup, but it just seems Arteta has been quite hesitant to use him. Um, so I was, yeah. It, in terms of formation, would you say quickly before we start, would you say Balogun was playing? It, it, it more felt like um, Eddie was up there. Yeah, Balogun essentially was, right, yeah, was wide left. So. Um, on that formation point, I think one thing that I did feel, you can't learn a lot from these kind of games. I don't think yeah. it's a bit difficult. But I think one thing I would take away is that this midfield idea of Erdegaard and Smithborough almost operating as as eights, I don't think it's, I, we're not there yet. It's not working. I don't think it works too well. I think yeah. in the second half when Xhaka came on for Balagon, um, Smithborough went out to the left. And then we had a double pivot again. We looked, we looked so much, so much better, so much more threatening because we just get the ball back and we go. And I know that's also part of the game state. It was probably part of that as well. But yeah. I don't know. I, I feel like we still are a little bit disconnected when we try that 
try that midfield. Agreed. But I'm happy to see that we're, it's something that we're trying to develop. Um, maybe planning for the future. Mm. Um, planning ahead if we get back into Europe. It, you can imagine those two in a European type game could could work, um, depending on the opponent. But yeah, no, agree, agreed. We're not we're not quite there yet. Um, but yeah, let's just get into it. It'll just be brief, but. I was just to say about Balogun. I mean, I was I wasn't surprised he he started. Um, I was um, I'm very happy that he got the start. We've been wanting to see what he can do, and wanting him to have more game time. I'm just uh, I, I was a bit cheesed actually that he got he got taken off as early as he did. Uh, for the structure of the team, actually, it did it, it was better. But I'd have loved to see him stay on and get as many minutes just for him to try and get a goal. In the end, it seems as if he was snatching at things. But, you know, I'm happy he started. Just disappointed that he didn't get a goal um, yeah. for himself. I think that performance just showed us that he needs to play some men's football, man. Definitely. He, he, he's not ready. He, he's not ready. He doesn't, he doesn't use the ball well. And I think he's probably got into bad habits as well, playing under 23s. Yeah, week. Like, he just holds on to it and just runs through. He's just so teams. used to... Blowing past people that like he thinks he can do that at this level, like he needs to he needs to relearn some habits. I think he's got a lot of quality, um, but at the moment, yeah, he's, he's not ready. He just needs games. And and do you know, and do you know it's okay? I hope he knows his head. Don't need to compare yourself to like Sasako Smith or and say mm-hmm. you know or even Martelli. They they broke through. It's got to be me as well. But just a different stage of the development. It can happen very quickly. Could just be a season away on loan. Half season away on, on loan, does well, comes back. Who knows? But yeah. um, okay, let's. I just want to start off with maybe our first first chance of the game. Um, and it really came through someone I thought had, who I thought had an excellent game in Tavares. Uh, so when he kind of came on the left, it deflected off a uh, Sunderland defender and looped in and hit the crossbar and Pepe was at hand to, you know, very like Pepe style, quite like languid, control it. Um, he was quite unlucky, actually, but it, it went, did it, did it get another deflection? Over, yeah. yeah, deflected over. I so think he scored from that corner, actually. Yeah, and then exactly, so we scored from the corner and the man, I would say the myth this season, <laughs> Eddie Nketiah, on target in the six-yard box as per is basically on the goal line, you know, he does. So, it, yeah, it's an in-swinging cross. I think Holden got his uh, head on it. And, of course, Eddie was just in the right position just to, uh, I think he, like, needs it in. Yeah. He, 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 uh, do you know what? I, I liked it because he actually reacted. It wasn't like the ball hit him. <clears throat> he, he tracked it and he, he just he nudged it in with whatever he had available his time. Doesn't look, yeah. It doesn't look, doesn't look great. Looks a bit unorthodox, but he scores goals, man. He, he scores goals and he loves it in the in the league league cup. He's got very good records. Um, so uh, second goal came as a result of Cedric and and Pepe um, finding himself in space. It's quite similar to the chance he had beforehand, um, but coming from the right um, and another deflection that went in. But I just want to quickly highlight because you know you haven't seen much of Pepe. So just from get from this game, I guess we have to highlight some of the positives and maybe some of the improvements I saw. Is his positioning? So yeah, he, he was al- he was always available. Sorry, 
Kibbs. He was always available for an out ball on that left hand on that right hand side. And you know, you you saw his play in like you know he set up like set up two goals in the second half essentially, and um, he got his own goal. Good combination play with Cedric. It just shows what he he can do. But obviously, the problem with Pepe is his consist- consistency, which all Arsenal fans will say. But it just shows that he's you know when he turns it on, yeah, we have to give we have to remember it's a League One opposition. But when he turns it on. He can do some stuff, right? So that's why I'm just desperate for him to have had a couple more moments just over the last couple of weeks, just so he can get his confidence up so that when he does come onto the pitch, he, he can affect the game. I thought he was terrible in the first like fully awful. Uh, until he scored, he gave the ball away so much. He, he dribbled, he was doing his dribbling down blind alley stuff. As per usual. And I think maybe the goal settled him. I don't know whether Arteta got into him at half-time as well, because he came out a different animal. I also think as well, for their goal, if you see how it comes about, I think Pepe's with the runner initially, and then yeah. he gets attracted to the ball, runs towards the ball, knowing that he can't actually affect it, but he's just like, yeah, this I'll just do this. And then we're at six and seven. So I think they're still like, just things he just needs to like cut out. But yeah, in the second half, he was a joy to watch, man. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Pepe's Pepe's certainly not a finished article. Yeah, certainly. And can I just say, even yeah, you know, Pepe has some part to blame. When when you have Holding and Cedric on that side, and 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 Cedric is no nowhere ne- near where he needs to be. Um. Yeah, it's, it's always going to be difficult. We're always going to concede those like types of chances. Um, I think with Pepe, if he just had a tiny bit more about him and a, a bit better of an output, we can kind of accept those things sometimes. But unfortunately, it just seems most of the time it, it does go to waste. But yeah. let's not lie, those nutmegs were those nutmegs yeah. were so cold. That's <laughs> yeah, he, he's putting. Oh yeah, he twined that guy several times, several times, um, and that's the thing. Sometimes I get I get a bit confused because when he does does go down blind alleys, he, he's normally quite easy to dispossess. But I think one on one, you fancy him, you fancy him against most fullbacks. Right. So Eddie Eddie got his um Eddie's got his second. Second goal, really uh, delicate finish um, from Tavares's cross. It's kind of yeah. like a like facing behind, like kind of like sweet back back heel almost or through like through his. So he got his like right leg just He's in front. Right foot, yeah, yeah. Lick it. That's, a, man. that's a poacher's finish. Um, yeah. Running and then across the near post and just like yeah, yeah. and then and then his hat trick. Now that that was the um the, the little flick between his legs. Good play from Pepe. Uh, one of those nutmegs you mentioned. Um, in in the League Cup, that's pretty typical from Eddie. So I just, what do you boys think? Do you think he's this tells us something about him being a, an option going forwards? Or do you think he's, this is what should be expected of him? I think, 
I think with, with Eddie, right? We, it, it, I think it's all very, very well. Look, let me not dispel, let me not play him down. Eddie's a very good penalty box striker, but I don't think he's he's the level of striker that we need. And I don't think at Arsenal he's going to be anything other than an option to bring off the bench. I don't see him as being our number one. I think that I think we would lose something in hold up play if he was our main striker and I don't think he's cute enough to sort of like outsmart defenders it's kind of like those kind of you know across that whips in like Tavares did or if someone like uh Quirantino was to whip balls in like that and he can get in front of someone or he's played through in into the box he's deadly but I don't see him as a striker to sort of like, you know, really, really trouble the top defender. So it's a shame because he's an academy boy and he can score goals. And the thing is, it's good what he's showing because I think he's probably the only Arsenal striker that can score those type of goals, right? I think. But I just don't think he's, he's, he's the future. And it's a shame. It's a shame. But, you know, I don't think he's the future. And, you know, he, he probably wants to... You know, I can understand him not wanting to sign a contract and stay, um, you know, because he's not necessarily going to get the game time that he wants, I think. Yeah, I quite agree. I think <clears throat> I've said from the start of the season, he's looked a lot livelier this year, a little bit more convincing. He does things with a lot more conviction than he was doing before. Um, but I think we all know that he's not really... Um, he's not ready to kind of take the place of Aubameyang or Lacazette and, and be that guy. I wouldn't feel very comfortable if at the start of this next season, you know, Lacazette's gone, Aubameyang's gone, and they're giving Eddie and Ketty the number nine shirt and being like, yeah, here we go. That would that would scare me a bit. Scare yeah. me a lot. Um, well, yeah. And that's the thing. I see Balogun as being, when he gets, you know, enough game time and experience away from the club, I see Balogun more of that type of player than I do Eddie. So I think that's the difference. Oh, all, all I'll say is uh, if, if you've seen The Wire, anyone, Marlo Stanfield, <laughs> he says the price of the brick is going up. And that's the same for Eddie and Katie's value if he keeps them going. Yeah. So that's, 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 that's all we want from that, right? Keep performing that. And then we need him to sign. I, I'm just hoping that he signs. A little, I, an, an extension. And then, I think they would have got that done in summer if they thought it, was, it could happen. I think that's what I think that's what Arteta is trying to do. Either convince him. I don't. I don't know what his mind says, but either convince him to stay, which is not is not definitely not happening, or try and get him to sign a little thing so we can get a bit of cash money. But yeah, it's not, I, yeah. Or you just hope that you know someone who you know it's it's good that. <clears throat> rather than like the Ozil situation or the Mustafi situation or Socrates situation, we're giving him some minutes to show and he's scoring goals and adding that value. Because if someone is desperate to, to buy a striker who's in form, you know, someone might come in for 7 million for him, even though there's someone who probably could have got like, I don't know, something like 14 or something. Someone comes in with 7 million for him because they're desperate for a striker, then at least we're getting some return right so yeah I think it's good to give him some games and you know against Norwich very good option to come on that kind of team right um, but against the big boys he's not going to lead Arsenal to where we want to be 
Okay, okay. Now, boys, can we just... We're just going to continue rolling with the good times. Let's just dis- discuss this ass-kicking that we gave to, to Leeds. Um, uh, oh, Charlie... Pat- okay, we'll just say a quick... Charlie Patino, great... Great goal. On, great goal. Great to come in on his debut. Uh, a lot of talk about him. Well done. Yo, a lot of stuff coming out of Hayland about him being... You know, obviously, I'm sure people say this a lot, but him being the best that people have ever seen. So... Let's see what I go on. I like him a lot. I think yeah. he looks techy, neat and tidy, but he just needs to fill out. He needs to grow up a bit. He's, <laughs> you know, he's, he looks, he looked young, you know. He looked young, looks, yeah. So once he fills out a little bit, I'm sure he'll be ready. You know, I, I think he could be languids. That that sort of player, he will fill out eventually, but I, I, yeah, the tech, that's what's going to get him through. Um, yeah. It seems like he's going to be given a chance as well. Um, yeah. Maybe not necessarily this season, but we're going to be seeing a whole lot more of him. And as you said, he's been on the cards for a while and people have been talking about him. Uh, what is he? Is he the next Fabregas? Let's not even say the next anything, but yeah, I'm just excited to see how he yeah. turns out. But Leeds. No. Yeah, I, I'm, o- I, I'm always happy when we go to Leeds. Leeds are one of my teams uh, like Brighton, who I have no I have no love for. They cost us two titles. It's because of 03. Yeah. Oh, no, but 99, 03, but 99 hurts more. Hasselbank, the far post. Nelson Vivas should have been marking or whatever. So 99, they Jesus. cost us, essentially. Yeah, boys, learn some history. But <laughs> they cost us in 99. They cost us in 03. That club for me, no, 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 no. I don't have any love for Leeds. And what was great was that that afternoon, I watched uh, I watched the highlights of Arsenal 4, uh, Leeds 1. In, this, was the, this was in 02, 03. So we went up to Ellen Road and we were again wearing all blue. And it's it's a historical game because it's the first time that um, a Premiership team is named from what I believe, I think, uh, all the first all the ten outfield players were black. So there was a bit of a big deal about that that game, right? But it was just Arsenal at the best. Carnu scored, Henri scored, Colo uh, Toure scored, and it was just you know it's just Arsenal supreme confidence again, and they destroyed Leeds that day. So. I was thinking to myself, mm, I'd so love to see it that. It gave them the fuel that. to come and beat us at Highbury in May <laughs> yeah, and stop yeah. us from winning the league. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that that we had mucked up anyway, pretty much because of the uh, the Bolton two two. So, yeah. but yeah, but yeah, I was really happy to see us demolish Leeds. I have no time for them. So yeah, yeah, some some unsavory scenes as well with um, some of the Leeds fans behind uh, the Arsenal bench. Um, yeah. It's a shame. Which which is a shame, which was called out for. So he's really happy that, you know. And, and just on that point, because, you know, this is really important. Like, it was Rob Holding to get yeah. up and go. So that's really significant that your teammate is saying, look, mate, that's not on going up to the official rather than whoever it was aimed at so that he knows it, it's, it's wrong or whatever. And I think that support from your teammates in that situation, you know, is really important. So I was really happy that Rob Holding did that. So class of the guy. Class yeah. of the guy. And could we just uh, talk about Martinelli? Uh, I think, he, again, week by week, it just reminded me of Alexis Sanchez. Uh, those finishes. Boy. Love it. Composure. 
the second one in particular, I'm thinking he's overrun that because the angle you can't really see. Uh, yeah, whether it's where the cameras were at Ellen Road, you yeah. can't really see what's going on, and he just dragged it out from underneath his feet, and then it's a beautiful finish. Like, yeah, that touch actually is vital. Took it through the defender's legs again. Yeah, uh, yeah, and he had the composure to yeah finish off. But <laughs> that that Jacker ball toes. We saying, yeah, look. Look, look. Yeah, yeah. Hey. <laughs> granite Jacko. Granite I mean, look, when he when he's mindful and steady and focused, he is a competent player. That's about as far as I get it, guys. If I'd say good, uh, he's a competent player and he's really important for us. He, however much I don't like the guy, he is a keystone in our team. And that through ball was absolutely excellent. But Kibbs, look what he almost did in another Ter- in another shot. And terrible. This, this, this is why I'm telling you that the guy is how many lives does this guy have? And you know, <laughs> if I was a manager and again you come back into the team and then again you're doing that, you're gonna cost me I don't understand how he's not Austrian. Anyway, don't get me started. Positive thoughts. That was positive. That. Yeah, listen, it is a, no, there it was, was a weekend there's a weekend bad. of of stamps. Um yeah, I don't yeah. know how he got away with it. Kane got away with it, but Robertson That's not a red card, man. Yeah, it's it's a bad tackle. Uh, oh, sorry, it's it's a bad yeah, it's a bad one. So is enough. And you grew up watching football in the nineties, man. Well, I did, but you Loves know what? The, right? <laughs> the, the, the thing is, right, Xhaka. Do you remember how Jimenez? Do you remember how um, what's it called? Jimenez from Wolves got sent off. Yeah, he did yeah. the stupid thing of standing in front of the in the free kick, got booked, <laughs> and then he did that challenge. Xhaka pretty much did the same thing. He's standing in front of that free kick, and then he just lost his head. He needs to keep a cooler head. Especially when we're winning the game like that. That could have cost us, right? That could have really yeah. cost us. Do, do you know, Leeds were dreadful. Um, yeah, this man-to-man marking thing is... It doesn't work. Wild. It doesn't work when half you, more than half your team is injured. Yeah. You know? Uh, yeah, he needs to pick and choose his, his battles. But we don't care about Leeds. We just care about the win. Um I was really glad to see Saka get on the score sheet because he's been very, he was being very threatening in the games, the last two Premier League games. Um, I, I still think he has some way to go in terms of his end product. I, I mean, finishing, but he just needs to get them on the board. So that was nice. Took a deflection and super sub. I never thought I'd be saying that, but super sub. ESR, a d- delicious ball from uh, Odegaard's. We know he's capable of it, but it was perfectly timed. Yeah, it was lovely. Um, again, from that camera angle, I wasn't sure whether he held on to it too long. Next thing yeah. I know, the ball's popping off in front of Smith and he smashed it in. Yo, the kid's confident. Um, yeah. I think, um, I'm, yeah, he. I knew he was going to have a good year this year, but yeah. he's, he looks cold in front of goal right now. Um, happy to play the role that he needs yeah. to play at the moment. Yeah. Uh, and do you know what I like to see as well? Like I said, it really is delivering uh maybe if he, even if he's not scoring he's delivering in the sense that you just basically playing as an anchor everything is going through him he holds up the ball well when you have such quick plays i'm playing off him it just it creates a opportunities like uh, martinelli and sackers so yeah got 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 um clap lacquer and but quickly before we go over to west ham game uh ben white had a bit of a head's gone like it felt terrible. like that like was terrible yeah. I mean, I don't know what he's thinking. I mean, and, you know, it's, it's just 
it's just so again it's just a tackle that could have really cost us because it's lucky he didn't get sent off or anything like that that could have cost us um in that game and then in future games because of his recklessness to get a red card or something and just so unnecessary the, the players on the byline literally he's not gonna just need to stand him up if he shoots you it's probably going to get blocked by a couple of players but you don't need to make that kind of challenge it's very and that's the thing about Ben White. He's a bit rash. You know, for all his great skills of bringing out the ball, uh, he can be a bit rash. So he needs to iron that out. I'd like to think he wouldn't have made that tackle if the game was closer, if that makes sense. I don't know whether he thought he could do, I don't know, getting swept up in the performance and just thinking he could do all sorts. You know, sliding there, sweep the ball away and carry it out kind of thing. I don't know. I honestly thought that he was a bit rattled. Just by his treatment from the um, the Leeds fans, the fans onto him, yeah. yeah, it seemed like it got to him a bit. Can happen. It's tough yeah. going back to your, you know, you played there for a year. So it's the season that kind of made him, I think, as well. Yeah. So but but just, what I do like is that we settled. We didn't let it. We didn't let it kind of rise up into anything interesting. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Really. It, it's a team. It's a team we we should beat, and if we're gonna go. If we're going to be, as Toes likes to say, flat track bullies, then yeah, Leeds, Leeds have to get crushed. But you know, we got. I think we got a surprise result against West Ham as well. I don't think it was a surprise for you, Amari, but um, we really delivered on 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 this. Like, I think it's a six pointer. It's kind of turned things around for us. I think mm-hmm. that that win. Um, Everyone just needs to ask themselves if West Ham are that good. Uh-huh. <laughs> but, but, but I, th- I think they, I think they are. They're good. Yeah. They are a good side. But I just think that there's something to be said. And Moyes, David Moyes has never really liked it either. Those games where it's like I expect you to win. Like you're you're better than this. Wherever this club is, you're better than the team you have. is better than their team. I expect you to win. David Moyes doesn't like that. And West Ham, I don't know if they're ready for that yet. Um, yeah. So, I, you can, I, I, think I think that came to pass on on on. On Tuesday, um, Tuesday or Wednesday, I can't even remember. Tuesday. Wednesday, Wednesday. I, I think, um, you know, I think on the pod at the end of the last pod, I predicted, I said I would go with my heart and said a 2 1 win. Very happy that it was more comfortable than, it, than, than that. Obviously, 2 0. Lacazette's performance, he had a very good performance against West Ham. That's probably the best performance I've seen him do in a long time without him scoring. Shame he couldn't cap it off with a penalty. And then obviously that led into the Leeds game, as you've just said. Kibbs, uh, his performance. So he's really, really holding it down in that striking role, allowing the players in front of him to get involved. And obviously his through ball to Martinelli. But um, the, yeah, the West Ham game, it was really important that, you know, against a rival for that top four position, we beat them at home. And, you know, Antonio was didn't really trouble us much. Um, we should have had more goals. Fabianski did his usual thing of raising his game. When he yeah. plays against us, he's no longer Flappyansky. He's definitely yeah. made his own uh, when he Big plays keeper, against man. us. Um, yeah. So yeah, it was it was very good to get that that uh, that win against them. Very good to get that win against. Them. Dawson had the game of his life. You know, it really could have been more if it wasn't for him as well. Um, I think that's the kind of defending that he likes, though. Backs against the wall. Yeah, he's grabbing grabbing Lacazette. It's mm. quite a physical physical game in that sense. But yeah, really really happy with that and that. You know, those two wins that's taken us to, I think, mythical top four 
well, actually, we, the games are not going to be postponed, I don't think. But going into top four into into Boxing Day, wow. Um, yeah. After we after we lost against uh, United, and good value for it as well. I think the yeah. thing is, these last few weeks since the Everton game, you know, and the first fifteen minutes of Southampton, we're now playing well. I can see what we're doing. Uh, and last night it was also consistent, even though the team all changed. So, you know, maybe something's clicking. We'll see. I'm not going to believe anything until we go to City. To be honest, yeah. and I don't mean that we need to win when we go to City. I just mean that. If I can see a performance there, then you know maybe he's unlocked something now. Toes, before, yeah, before we end part one, have you changed your mind? I changed my mind about what? Uh, uh, a question about Arteta, or do you think there's something brilliant? No, no, no. I, I mean, the thing is, like, you know, I've reflected on this this week to say, oh God, am I am I going to change my mind? I'm still, you know, look, I, I've always said I like what he says, but that Everton game and that Man U game really sh- shook me, and maybe it's me being temperamental. I'm still. I'm still wishy-washy with him. Let I hope he continues to prove me wrong at the moment in time. I like what he's doing. I like the sense he's trying to bring in the culture. But some results like the Everton one and the Man U one are just really, really set me back. So well done, Tim, so far. Kudos, big time. Yeah, all right. So um, I'm sure this is a something we'll continue to talk about in part two. So yeah, let's let's leave that there for, for the games just gone. We're back, part two, Temperamental Gooners podcast. Um, so, I'm sure a lot of you are aware some stuff's been happening in this last week. There's a guy who's been missing. Um, his absence has not been felt by the team at all whatsoever. But, guys, when do you think Alba is going to be reintegrated back into this team? Do you think he's going to be reintegrated back into this team? Um, yeah, let me let me start here. So two two things may happen. Uh, Heath, oh, he's gone. <laughs> Comes back from Afcon in the January window. He gets that exit that it seems that he wants. Um, maybe Arteta wants, but I think it's more likely that he gets integrated back into the team um, once he's back from the African Cup of Nations. In 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 what kind of mode? I don't know. Uh, we just have to see how we get on whilst yeah, he's gone. It's funny, I mean, there's so many things that we don't know. You know, we don't know the conversations that have occurred between Arteta and Aubameyang. You can speculate as to, like, will his ego allow him to kind of play a different role in the club, having been the captain before. Um, but I think, obviously, last week when we recorded, it wasn't very clear whether, you know, what was going to happen, whether he was going to be stripped to the captaincy. Obviously, he has been stripped now. We know that. And Thomas, do you think that's do you think that's the right decision um, by Arteta and the, and the club hierarchy to, to strip him of the captaincy? I, I think in the end, like what we're saying on the last pod, I think it had to be done. I think you you know he's he's had previous form of this, and then there've been other things that have leaked out about his his shall we say irresponsible behaviour. So I think he had to be stripped of the captaincy. Uh, I for myself don't want him to be I think it's I think it, they need, they need to bring him in from the cold and I, I ideally would like it done before the African he goes off to Afcon um, because I don't every week now what's going to happen to Arteta is he's always going to be asked this question 
yes, he's good at batting it away with him just saying we take from game to game. He's available. He's not available, etc. Or just giving very short answers. But it's just going to keep on. On it's just going to keep on. And we, like you said, Omari, in your intro, we haven't really missed him on the pitch, and that's been a great. That's been great that the team has responded by just saying, "Look, well, we're all in for the for the club, and we're all in for this manager, and we're just going to play our way and get the wins." And that's what we've been doing. But I think um, he's he's a prized asset. Abamyang, he's done well, and his issues have been off the field, shall we say? He's never really cost us a game, unlike some people who don't seem to be ostracized. <laughs> I mean, costing a game is really obvious when you when you give away, you know, a cheap goal. But you know, you can cost the game by by not playing hitting the post against Newcastle or yeah, that, um, that's true. But missing penalties. That, he's true. cost us more than games. He's cost us Champions League places. Well, that that's true in a sense, right? But at the end of the day, strikers... Penalty at first. That's true, yeah. But, you know, we know strikers that it, it, it either goes in or it, it, it doesn't go in. And then there's other people who can score goals, right? So, yeah, he's had some big chances like that, um, like that, uh, like that Spurs penalty. But, you know, the man, uh, Granit Xhaka, I think he cost us that Champions League effectively by giving away a penalty with Brighton and he's cost us with so many other humiliating defeats in a sense anyway let me not get into my Xhaka rant my point is Aubameyang I, I want him to be brought back in I think it, it's deserved that he's been shown up and the team are now showing him that they can live without him or whatever but I think at the end of the day out of all the strikers if we all had every one of our strikers on top form Who's who do you who would you most be confident with having in your spearheading your attack? I think that's always going to be Aubameyang, and you know I don't and I think you know he will he's got an important part to play, and I just don't want this lingering, right? It's 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 happened, they've dealt with it, they've shown him up, they've taken the ultimate step, taken the captaincy from him. Let's try and integrate him back, uh, and then in the summer we decide whether we sell him or not. You both say you want him to come back into the team, but what role does he have to play in this Arsenal team? I mean, I look at Martinelli, he's dynamic when he plays on the left-hand side, constant threat, um, really clinical when he gets into those positions. Obviously, he could just be on a hot streak, who knows? Um, I look at the way Lacazette plays the role up front, linking the play, dropping deeper, connecting those wide forwards with, with the midfield. Where does Aubameyang fit in any of those in those roles? Yeah, Tozy talk. So Tozy talk about Walcott being kind of our best forwards when he's on top form, but I don't know what top form is for him anymore. Um, even at his best, I, I don't know where that is, but I can imagine because there's been moments this season where Rob was shown a bit of pace, um, a bit of movement. I can imagine him still playing playing that part when we have someone like Odegaard just behind, being able to like slip him in, um, playing on the shoulder of the last defender. Uh, yeah, that, for me, I'm not too sure if that's him playing in big games. Yeah. I, th- I think he has to fight. Uh, personally, I think he has to fight to get back into this team. 
um, with the way that uh, those other players have been playing, like Lacazette, Martinelli. Smith Rowe's ahead of him. Smith, well, yeah, if, it, if, you, if you've been looking at it that way, yeah. Smith Rowe's ahead of himself, he's playing on the left, then yeah. Um, so, yeah, he's got a long way to go. Maybe have an impact as a sub, maybe he can show his character that way. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, you know, I think there's no doubt that he has to fight. He, he's not going to get, he's not going to waltz back into this team. But I just think that, you know, I, I don't see Alexandre Lacazette as a, as a, as a score, as a player, as a striker who can get you into double figures anymore, unfortunately. In Katia, we talked about him in part one, his limitations, what he's good at and his limitations. Pepe's in and out of it or whatnot. I still think that uh, a fully focused Bamiang and an unformer Bamiang is going to get you goals and he'll get you a variety of goals, whether they be like, you know, your six yarders or strikes from outside the box or, you know, running onto things. I think Abamyang is more is more versatile. But the problem is, is that what Lacazette is doing, as we talked about in part one, he's holding up the ball so well and he's slipping in through people like um like your Smith Rose, like your Sackers, and you know, he's playing well off Odegaard. So it, it's a good question about what, what role he poses. But you know, again, I just think that number one, he if any if you want a chance to fall to of any of our strikers, I think it's probably him you wanted to fall to. And as well as that, he brings experience, uh, which we are, you know, we're a very young team and he can bring that bit of experience. So I, I, I just think, honest, yeah, I think that um, we have to remember 1920, he overperformed so far. And I think maybe that skews our vision of him. I don't know. I don't know whether any of us ever believed he was like that before or after. Like, realistically, has he ever shown that again? And then, as well, I think now the team isn't really about the striker. The team is about giving chances to Saka, Martinelli and, and, and Erdegaard, whoever's playing in those three positions. It feels like to me anyway. Uh, um, maybe, maybe in that sense, it doesn't work for him. Um, but, you know, could be a change in style to bring him back in. Who knows? I think Arteta keep a change, but yeah, for now, that's why I keep on thinking that it might be Martinelli playing there if needed rather than Orba. He just doesn't slow anything down. He's still doing what he's doing now anyway, but mm-hmm. just a bit more centrally. But yeah, he, he'll, he'll get an opportunity to play again. I just don't think he'll ever be the same again. Um, he's at that age now uh, where, you know, I, I think he's done everything that he can do. I know he hasn't won that much, but, you know, he has been, he has been prolific at points. Yeah. He's, he's a senior player. Considering, like, we've seen his form dip, I don't know how easy it is for him he, to, he, come he back, needs, to come back from this, yeah, in he, the way needs, that you may be talking about. So. I mean, like I could keep on saying, he he just, it's not going to be easy for him. And look, he's going through a bad patch. I mean, even before this happened, we were all on his case about, you know, the kind of his miss against Watford from how many yards out. And then, you know, him essentially costing Odegaard a goal in that game. So he was snatching at things. But I think, you know, when he gets on a hot streak, he gets on a hot streak. And, uh, and I just hope that he can, we're going to need that 
at the end of the season. We're going to need that against some of these teams. So if he can be part of that, I think that's great. I, I, I've never really seen him as captain material, in a sense. He's one of those who leads by his goal scoring prowess, and he's lost that. So I think this was a good time for us, for for the manager to sort of like make an example, in a sense, to push him on. Um, but uh, you know, Aubameyang's quality, he's shown it across in he's shown it across in Europe. It, it, you know, his scoring. So you know. I'm just hoping that he can get back to back to that. It will be tough. I, I'm not by no way am I saying he should walk back into this team. I'm just saying he shouldn't be ostracized anymore. He should be allowed back in. I think for me personally, there's some others who have done worse crimes multiple times than than him. So he he deserves this. Everyone deserves a second chance. It's about desire though as well. Does he have the desire to to come back in? Um, all all of, all of those are valid, but let's if, yeah. So if, let's see. We don't know. That's we don't know, do we? So it's difficult to know. You're hearing stuff like in training with the kids, and I think that's you know based on what we've heard. I think that might be too far, but we don't know what Arteta and him have spoken about. So it's difficult yeah. to speculate. But yeah, I think we all seem to be pretty happy that you know he's been stripped of that captaincy. I think he was given it in in strange circumstances, but I suppose the big question going forward is who who gets it? Who gets that armband from you? Um, I don't want to kind of drag this out too long because obviously we don't know. Um, I'll give you the I'll give you the, the option to say two things: who you think Arteta will give it to, and who do you think it should be? Um, Toes, I'll start with you. Um... I'm struggling about who I think he he will give it to, but who I want him to give it to is Kieran Tierney. Um, I just think that, you know, there's been a lot of talk about, yeah, Tierney is probably quite a quiet and shy guy, but I just want a bit of like, I want someone who can point fingers at at each other on the pitch and just say, look, we have to raise it and whatnot. And I get that feeling with Tierney and I get that feeling with Tierney that he's going to, you know, he can put in a hard challenge. He can... He can inspire the team as he did with his goal against was it was it Benfica or Olympiacos, whichever game it was, and and stuff. So the only problem with Tierney is just his fitness levels. That's the only problem with Tierney. Um, who he will give it to? Uh, it, it's so it's tough, Amari. You might have to come back to me on that one. Um, I, I I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. That I can only say who I want him to give it to, to be honest. And that that would be Kieran Tini. That's my choice. Gibbs? Uh, I would like it to go to Ramsdale. Um, character. Uh, he's got everyone on board, fans, players, pundits alike. Just, yeah, breath of fresh air. It might be a bit sooner for him, but if he can continue like this, I reckon he's a really viable option. He, he speaks, he's loud, he commands, commands his area, commands the players around him. Um, yeah, he's just a good spokesperson uh, for Arsenal Football Club. Um, I think, you know, I think it would either go to Tierney or Odegaard. I don't, I don't think it's going to be anything silly like, well, I hope not, like Xhaka or even Laka, Lacazette. I think it would be one of those two, personally yeah. speaking. But yeah. I wouldn't mind it being Odegaard. wouldn't mind it being... Ramsdale or, or Gabriel either actually. I think Gabriel might be a bit early for him um, in terms of his language barrier. And I think as well, Ramsdale 
quite like Ramsdale's doing at the moment. I don't know whether he needs anything else for him to tip over into that Jordan Pickford hectic mind state, doing too much. So, yeah. Um, but anyway, we'll leave that there and let's see what comes over the next couple of weeks. Um, take a little break and we'll go to part three. We'll preview the game against Norwich and the game against ooh, Wolves. Uh, and yeah, high five for a pie. You'll find out who it was and who's going to be um, right after this. Hello, listeners. It's Omari here from the Temperamental Gooners podcast. Thank you for supporting us in season one. We want to hear even more from you in season two. So don't forget to follow us on Twitter at TPGuna. Follow us on Instagram at Temperamental Gooners. Or email us tpguna at yahoo.com. back for part three of the temperamental gooners it's that part of the show where we reveal who's it gonna be who's it gonna be am i gonna try and play this one more time really i'll give it a go i'm disappointed at the fact that it's not coming through clearly but let's try it Four for the former striker. Four for the former former striker. Which is none other than Thierry Henry against Leeds at home in a roundabout, let me say, May the maybe May the eighth or May the fourth, two thousand and four two thousand and four. We smashed Leeds five one. He scored four goals. I think that's like a I think that's like a Gilberto Silva break. And uh, and Gilberto Silva breaks it from our half, and and either he slips it through or Pirat slips it through, and he just runs Pires. through a couple of players. Who's running? Yeah, who's that defender? Blue, 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 Dominic Matteo. Dominic Matteo, I think. Was that was that Radibi playing in defence? Yeah, well, yeah. He got he rinsed. Blew, he yeah. blew them away, man. Um, it's just and it's Martin Tyler. That it's just that one word, electrifying. And then Andy Gray goes on to say. I've seen a lot of time, a lot of people in my time, but I've never seen this. So yeah, that just finishes off that corn. Toes the historian. <laughs> That's what I'm the only thing, the only thing you didn't get there is, is April 2004. April. It was after that. It was after that week. You know that horrible week. We lost to United. We lost to Chelsea. We beat Liverpool, and then at the end of that, then we beat Leeds, and we knew that we were going to win the league. Then, um, but yeah. Anyway, Thierry Henry. April, yeah, yeah, April twenty seventh, maybe or something like that. Yeah, mm. yeah, that was a great. I remember watching that live. That was uh, that was a great. That was a great game for us, um, guys. Uh, we are going to review quickly the uh, preview rather than Norwich game. Uh, we are at uh, uh, Carrow Road. Carrow Road, yeah, yeah, okay. we're at Carrow Road. Um, so, what do we think? You know, we've played in our league matches. I don't think Arteta's named an unchanged team for the last three games. Can he do that again? Or or is there a question of Smith Rowe coming in? Or are we happy with what Odegaard's doing? It's very tough between those two yeah. players. And and you know, I, I I said something at the beginning of this season where I said about how happy I was that we had got Odegaard because, you know, he had played with us last season and I wasn't really 
subscribing to the thought that he's going to be a threat to Smith Rowe. I think the both of them can work in tandem and, you know, bring one of them in, bring one of them out. So, but yeah, tough, tough for Arteta or uh, to, to change or he just keeps it with. Go ahead, go tomorrow. Uh, yeah, no, I think he had a chance to rest people like Saka, which is good. Didn't 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 have to play, but I think he probably used more of his his first team than he would have liked to. I don't know whether he'll be willing to change it now when we're going away from home, given how we've kind of struggled away from home, even though it is Norwich. Um, maybe a couple. Of, may yeah, Smithrow and Erdegaard, I think, might be the only kind of decision to make. Um, but given that they both started on on Tuesday, it's 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 hard to know. Um, but happy either way, to be honest. I don't think either should find it difficult against the Norwich team that is is still struggling. Kibbs, we had an injury to Tomiyasu at the end of the game, actually, um, mm. uh, versus Leeds. How important has he been? And you know, if the, I think there was a clear difference that when Cedric came on in that match. Compared mm. to Tomiyasu, is that might that be might that be an area of concern? Uh, yeah, I think I touched on that um, with the chance that we conceded in in that um, against Sunderland. I just he's just not quick enough. I think when he tries to get forwards, he just leaves Captain behind. I know it's just Norwich, but personally, I just don't think he, he can be solid sometimes. But I just oh God, I can't, I don't really trust him. Um, I'm not too sure what other options are really. If if he's, we're kind of bringing in players who haven't played at all. If it's yeah. going to be Cedric, so I don't know. I don't know, really know what choice we have. Was Callum Chambers on the bench on on Saturday versus Leeds? Covid, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that that's a bit of a concern. Um, uh, you know, Norwich. Let's to be uh, come back to you, Amari. Norwich haven't actually. They they picked up a couple of results. Dean Smith has got them playing uh, in a better way. They seem a bit more solid. Yeah, they're still at the bottom, but could they pose us a a problem just because you know they are really in a relegation dogfight and you know it's a game that the whole world will expect Arsenal to win, right? And you know it could just be one of those where we see a resilient Norwich because they are playing better, even though they're not getting the results. Yeah, yeah, they they got the, yeah. they, they done that against United, right? They yeah. nearly held it, held it down, even the rest filler. But I just think we have too much for them. I don't know what you think, Omari. Yeah, I I agree with you. Um, I think yeah, they will they will they will perform. I'm sure you know they they seem to be more well put together now. Um, but I'd be concerned if we couldn't break that down. I don't think they have enough kind edge to, to to actually trouble us at the back I, uh, you know if they get a goal i think that's quite a quite a big deal to be honest at the moment you know so um i think as long as we play our game we don't we're not complacent um i think it should be a comfortable win it was a sorry you kibbs sorry no i was just gonna say i can't yeah i can't really see where they pose us problems even like even if it's gilmore midfield i just think we we swamp him um, I, that's what you're really looking like, Puki. You know, he, he gets his goals here and there, but it's very few and far in between. The only thing I'm worried about is if we just give a penny away or something like that, or mm. something from a free kick. But mm. yeah, it was a narrow one-nil win actually at the Emirates. Uh, if we all remember, it was very that was. 
that was an important win. It was the first win of the season for us. Aubameyang got it from a, a Pepe cross shot or something like that, if I remember correctly. Yeah, um, it was a complete mess of a goal, that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, let's let's go to predictions then. Uh, let's start with you, Kibbs. What, what are you predicting for this one? 2-0. No, OK. And Amari? I was going to go for 2-0, no, but I will go for 3-0. No. I will go for 2-1 to Arsenal. 2-1 to Arsenal. Hopefully, um, yeah, hopefully your scores, either of your scores, boys, is going to be the one that comes through. Um, after we play Norwich on Boxing Day, we have a game against Wolves at the Emirates. Um, and Wolves are one of these teams where their new manager has got them picking up points. You know, I was incredibly impressed by their performance against Man City despite them being you know, 10 men for such a long time, their whole rear guard action, just that, that quite frightened me, to be honest. And although he doesn't get chances, just, you know, the, the adage about people breaking their ducks against Arsenal, uh, Traore, you know, <laughs> last time he was there, what's his name? Rob Holding called him a, an effing... Built <laughs> like a brick, brick house. house. Shit brick house. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. So... What are your boys' thoughts about Wolves? You know, they, they're a difficult team. Um, they're getting points here Shit and there. Fancy. So, um, uh, yeah. Amari, your, first, your thoughts first and foremost. Wolves are a strange team. I just haven't seen them play at all this season. Like, not even, like, highlights on match the day. Like, I don't know how... I don't know... I don't know what's been going on. Um, I think, yeah, they seem to have found some... You know, a different way of playing under this new manager. Um, they're still solid as well. Maybe a bit more of a creative force. Um, oh, they've got that Korean centre forward who who's been who's been yeah. could be good. injured. Wang. Wang, yeah. yeah, that's his name. He he he's been decent though, of what I have seen of them. But I think um, he's in, I think I'm hoping. Okay. Still. Um, I, I, Jimenez will be back from his ban, I think. Yeah. Um, you know, difficult for him coming back to the Emirates after what happened in there last year. Yeah. Um, He's going to be looking to pose um, pose a threat. They're just so good at home right now. They're so good at home. Um, but no, the fans are amazing as well in the ground. Like, it just seems like a good atmosphere. It brings everyone together, the team playing well. 28th or whatever it is, or 29th of December. If there's still fans in the stadium, I can only really see that going one way, and I think it'll be another Arsenal win. I wasn't expecting that <laughs> from the from the build up, but yeah, I'm Got trying to, to think it could go another way, but it, I, I yeah. actually don't. We're so good at home right now. Yeah, um, Wolves is yeah, Wolves is strange one. You don't really you really don't hear much of them this year. But yeah, they are keeping clean sheets. They've, they've been able to get like a run of games together. They were in such a good position at the start of the year, but they're in and around us. Um, I don't think they really play Triro, or at least he comes off the bench. So, so maybe we won't have to deal with him. Um, but, they, you know, they do have some other players like that. Daniel Podence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Podence, yeah, he, he's a good player. Um, yeah, they do have a few tricky players, but I just think it, it could be a boring game. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. It depends what, what what happens at Norwich. 
There's only so many goals we can score. Do you get what I mean? Like, only so yeah, I, I don't think it'll games. be a high-scorer. I don't think it'll be a high-scoring game. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'm going to go nil-nil. And that's just, uh, yeah, seeing if we can keep a, a clean sheet. Um, yeah, it, I think it'll be it's, it's a difficult game, I think. I'm going to go 1-0. Uh, I'm gonna. I, I think it's gonna be a difficult game, and I think it's just like, you know, we should beat Norwich. Uh, I think it might just be too much of a dream for us to go. How many games would that be uh, in a row? That would be that would be three, five. three, four. <gasps> yeah, yeah. If so, if we win at Wolves, it'd be our fifth. Yeah, game of the bounce. Fifth game. So I don't. I just. I just. I don't trust this Arsenal team to be as efficient and deadly as that. So I'm gonna go for a one-one. It, it's annoying because. The, these fixtures, if we beat Norwich, uh, we're going to come to you, Amari, because you've got a reaction on your face, uh, but we'll come to that in a second. Um, if we beat Norwich and if we'd beaten Wolves, it would be really good, a really good December, given that we're going to face Man City soon, then we're going to face Tottenham soon, which could go either way. Man City, well, we're probably not going to win that. Spurs could go either way. you know. So um, it would be really good to get those four points, those six points out of these next two games. But I just think that just Arsenal being Arsenal, really, just that lack of mentality we still haven't formulated from this young squad. So I'm going for a 1-1 draw, but I'm sincerely hoping it's Amari's prediction of a, at least a 1-0 win. Yeah, so, yeah, we're in the mix, though, boys. We really, really are in the mix. On, and it's, it's, not, it's not a given that United, Spurs are going to win these game games in hand. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure if it'd be disastrous or not if we, we don't manage to get four points against Wolves. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah, I agree. Could, could go either way. No, you know, um, I, I live near Brentford now. I've got my Brentford affiliations. So, um, own goal makes it 1-0 to Chelsea. This this semi-final draw is looking like it's going to be some heavy hitters, man. <laughs> Fucking heavy hitters. <laughs> could be I long, think, could be so long for well, us. Well, I mean, the, the thing is, right? When when would the semi final be? Are, are those? Uh, is that in January? Yeah, so it will be uh, like the fourth, fifth, and the eleventh um, and and twelfth of Jan. Well, I'm just hoping around that, the FA Cup game. I'm just hoping that you know the likes of uh, no Spurs, they'll they'll go full tilt. Chelsea might still be in this problem with with players and if Liverpool get through they may be in a problem with players as well but uh, it seems as if uh, yeah so yeah I'm just hoping that as well but look at the end of the day we've got to beat we've got to beat big teams we've had quite a, a comfortable set of fixtures in this competition so we've got to face yeah. the big boys at some point so do you remember in 2017-18 when somehow we managed to beat Chelsea home and away or yeah. did we beat them away we drew at home we beat them away I couldn't believe that I was weird um, to get to the final, just to get destroyed by City, but yeah, we'll see. Yeah, <laughs> we'll see yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, yeah. No Mustafi, no. Yeah, yeah no that Mustafi was the worst. To try and <laughs> die for a foul. Yeah, ridiculous, ridiculous. Uh, ridiculous. Um, boys, let's round it off with a high five and throw a pie. So, um, well, I suppose we'll follow the uh, the the Kibs way of just like you know just picking one person for a high five and picking one person for a pie rather than uh, I know, picking I know three. You, I know you liked it. I know you liked it. It, it was difficult. It, is, it was annoying. Uh, let's <laughs> start with you, Kibbs. 
Oh, not yet. Uh, it's tough, actually. <laughs> no, it's on me. So, um, serves you right. Yeah, it does. Uh, oof. Who am I going to Martinelli. I'm high-fiving Martinelli. End product. Yeah, he's just, he's just been magnificent. Um, yeah, he's shown a lot of character to come back into the team and score the goals that he has. So, yeah, Martinelli, strongest candidate, I think. Uh, throw a pie. Difficult one, man, but ah, oh, Cedric. Cedric. Joking, I'm joking, I'm joking. I couldn't give it to Cedric, that'd be so harsh. Um, it really is a difficult one this time around. To, I'm so sorry, Orba. You're just out of the team. Um, down in the dumps. Lost your captaincy. Yeah, it's, it's got to be you. And got a pie from Kibbs as well. It's a bad week for him all round. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bad week for him all round. Um, I'm going to go next, Toes, if that's all yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, go for it. Yeah, yeah, go for it, yeah. Um, my high five is going to go to... Um, I think I'm not going to do Martinelli as well. I know Toes will probably do Martinelli, so I'm going to go for Lacazette, you know? Lacazette, big form at the moment. I'm liking it. Stepped up in in, in time of need. Uh, my pie is going to go to Ben White. Um, keep your composure, son. Yeah, okay, all right. Well, actually, I wasn't necessarily going to go with Martinelli for the high five. He is a strong candidate, but just I think this is the first week in a while when we can all have different high fives and different pies. So I'm actually going to go for Emil Smith-Rowe, given his goal-scoring prowess of recent games. So I'm going to go with him. Very impressed with him. Let him keeping up. Long may it continue. ALN boy taking that responsibility of the number 10. My pie is actually going to go to none other than Granite, the man, Xhaka. That is harsh, but again, he just proves that, you know, he's being, he's irresponsible. I don't know how many lives this cat has. Uh, you know, you've just come back. Everything settles. You play, you, you play decent, and then you lose your head. Composure, son. Just like you said, Omari. Composure, son. Composure. Man, if you're flying that agenda, then let me do Cedric, then, because it's pure <laughs> agenda. You can say it's it, Jandon, or you can say no. There was a rash tackle from Ben White. That's why Omari highlighted him. Rash tackle from Granite Xhaka, which could have cost us when we were only uh, 2-0 or 3-0. When either way, we were up. Cedric looking dodgy. <laughs> Granite Xhaka. Granite Xhaka. Granite Xhaka. Granite, Granite, Granite Xhaka. I've given him props. I've told him that he's obviously a key part of the team, but just, I don't uh, want him. Yeah, keep so keep part of the team that you hate. Yeah, we're the inside men now, yeah. So we know these guys, they're feeding in. <sighs> oh, goodness, great. But look, as long we've had all different high fives and different high and uh pies, so I don't think we've done that very often. So that's how we'll round it off. Uh, gentlemen, uh, good stuff. Hopefully, we will talk uh, after the Norwich and Wolves games. Hopefully, we will be solidifying fourth place. I mean. And as a thing, just say, guys, it's been a, a pleasure. We're one year in, you know, and look at where we were when we started this podcast. We were down in the dumps. Mm. And hopefully 
were on the ascent. So, you know, long may it continue. Long, long, long may it continue. Up the Arsenal, all of that. Yeah. Top four, here we come. League Cup, FA Cup, all of that. Win it all. There's going to be a parade, parade at the end of the year. I know. Yeah. It's happening. For the trophy that they make for us getting top four. Yeah. 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 I'm going to come in with my Arsenal Wenger suit. If Arsenal win, I'm going to stroll around the Emirates, flare their suit. (laughs) I think you say if Arsenal yeah. win top four, Jesus, yeah. Not I, top four. So if we if we if we win a cup, if we oh, win okay. something, yeah. Okay, okay, all right. Well, Probably let's hope. Point. Let's hope. Uh, you know, Arteta is on a bit of a roll. He probably does. If he gets us, given where we started, if he wins a cup competition and gets us in like top four, that will be real, real progress. And you know, credit to him. Credit to him. All right. We'll see you guys mm-hmm. soon enough. Take it easy. Take it easy. Peace.